You want to make your fantasy sports league more than a fantasy? Then you need Trophy Smack. It's the number one store for fantasy and tournament trophies, belts, draft boards, loser awards, and other ridiculous products. Trophy Smack is more than just a trophy company with outstanding customer service and products. It's the very essence and heart of every fantasy league. And if you click now, trophysmack.com gives you free shipping, a free loser poster, and can have the hardware to you in a few days. Bragging rights included. Go to trophysmack.com right now and take your fantasy league to the next level. What's up and welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour with your hosts, Doug Eddy, Tim Keller, and Tyler Gunther. Bring us all inside the huddle. Whether it's in-season or off-season, this is your spot for the best and in in-depth Dynasty fantasy football advice. So let's not waste any more time and get right to it with Doug, Tim, and Tyler with another Dynasty Happy Hour. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. It is part two of our free agency special this week, we are covering the NFC. We'll also give you a little bit of a sprinkle of some of the AFC signings that have happened in the last week. And we're going to talk about two big trades that, are going to, that have happened that are going to impact draft day here at the end of April. But before we do all that, we have Tim back. He is healthy. He is no longer dying from his second dose of the vaccine. So, Tim, it is good to see you, and I'm glad you're um, out of the woods. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's, it's been three weeks since I saw either one of your guys' faces. Uh, two weeks ago, the wife's vehicle had a little bit of a mishap, so I had to try to run to the rescue there. Could not get the vehicle working. She's got a new vehicle now, so yay to her. Um, nice. And then, yeah, last Saturday afternoon, got that second dose of the Pfizer vaccine. Went to bed feeling just fine. You know, I put a, a dishwasher in that evening, went to bed feeling great. About three in the morning, I woke up just shivering, ungodly cold, cocooned up in some blankets. A few hours later, woke up drenched in sweat. It was really hot, really sexy. I took some selfies, you know, fired those off. But um, yeah, just sweatytim.com yeah, if you want to see those. Just a, <laughs> a crazy, crazy headache. I would go from uh, just... You know, for no excuse, just sweating to shivering and then back to sweating back and forth all day. Had no appetite, had a fever between 102 and 103 all day. It was about 36 hours, maybe, and then just trailed off, had a slight headache the next day. I'm good to go now. So I'm, I'm ready for, so for I, open I'm mouth actually curious. Again. I, I'm really curious. Uh, Doug brought up sweatytim.com. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 kind of curious to what that actually is. Well, there's Online. there's like uh, post gym Tim, you know, straight off the treadmill. There's out of the sauna Tim. All calves all the time. There's uh, calves uh, cam. There's backyard, uh, you know, Tim doing yard work out in the summertime, and then there's Tim with the flu type pictures. So just every stage of Tim being real sweaty. I got all kinds of photos for you. All, all kinds of sub, accepted. All kind of subcategories for any anybody specific body parts <laughs> anything that yeah. you want yep you can now pay in crypto as well yeah, i will accept crypto yeah. that is true so i i have my second dose of the pfizer vaccine coming up on april 9th so i'm already prepared for the day God after to potentially suck um but hey team pfizer me and you tim T- tyler did you get pfizer or moderna i can't remember but i got something <laughs> what does it say on your card I what card? I was I supposed to get a card i think this guy in the alley told me it was one of them i forget which one it was we didn't get. I don't know. A card. They shot me with something. It probably was like air. Who knows? Yeah, we didn't. I mean, I wouldn't be here if it was air. But anywho, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, I man. don't. I don't remember what I got. But it. Yeah, I. I had achiness. It, it was just my mm. my joints. I felt like the Tin Man almost, and I needed oil. Mm. It was it was rough for that perspective. But other than that, I I came out all right. Little cool. head cold. I will obviously let everyone know how I fared because, you know, I mean, we are men and we are also all weak. We all act tough. We are men. We act like my wife came out scot-free. Like I I swear she had symptoms. She's just doing it to prove a point. But (laughs) no, she she felt great. But no, it's it's true. We may act tough. But men, when we are sick, we let we let the world know we are sick. (laughs) We just want to be pampered. That's all. That's, that's true. All it comes down to. So yeah. So this week we are brought to you by Trophy Smack. Make sure you go on to trophysmack.com. Use code DHHRING when you buy that trophy, whether it's for your fantasy baseball, hockey, basketball, whatever it is. 
You can get a free championship ring when you use code DHH ring. So make sure you do that. If you're looking for a belt, a gangster grill, a customizable trophy with the removable topper, there's all sorts of awesome options. Now partnered with Mark Cuban on Shark Tank, these guys are blowing up. They're going to be the number one trophy, trophy company in the world before we know it. So make sure you get on board early and often. Trophysmack.com, code DHH ring. So uh, let's get into this trade because there was a big trade in the NFL. Now, typically, we don't see trades like this a month before the draft. It's usually the day before while someone's on the clock. Um, so this came through on my feed. I know, Tyler, you're taking a Twitter break, so you probably had to open a newspaper to figure out this news. Um, but there was big Twitter news. Schefter tweeted that the San Francisco 49ers traded from the number 12 spot all the way up to number three with the Miami Dolphins, and they gave up the number 12, two future firsts, and a third-round bump um, to move up into this spot. So now all the speculation is, okay, San Francisco is looking for a quarterback they say Jimmy G's their guy. We all know that. That's probably BS. We've heard this yeah, before no. many times. Um, now there's rumors that it could be Mac Jones is the guy for Shanahan, although Shanahan did come out and say that he's you know trying to adapt with the league. So for me, I think it's Justin Fields or Trey Lance. I think they both fit the Shanahan system. I'm going to go to Tim. Who do you think the pick is at number three for San Francisco? Uh, following your logic there, I would – I would agree that Fields would be the fit there for me at three if you want to go with that athletic upside quarterback. Uh, if I was sitting in that uh, draft room, you know, starting day one of the draft, I would be standing on the table, jumping up and down personally for Zach Wilson. He's my guy. He's my QB two in the class. Uh, I don't think you make probably won't be available though at three. Yep. I think he's going I, I to the bet, Jets. Yeah, I think he's locked in at Jets. Here's, here's, I think he's locked my, in at the Jets. Here's my thoughts to this. is The Niners were one of the biggest uh, talked about landing spots for Sam Darnold. So I'm sure the Giants and the Jets had had talks. And during those talks, something about those talks made the, made the Niners feel comfortable with the fact that the Jets were not going to go quarterback and that they wanted Darnold for at least one more year. So that told the Niners, we can go to three and get our quarterback of choice. Obviously, unless you can get to one, you're not getting Trevor. So they felt compelled now to start the talks with the Dolphins, get to three, because they'll have their second choice of quarterback. This is just my speculation here, because they feel that the Jets are going to stay with Sam Darnold. If that's true, again, if I'm in that room, I'm jumping on the table for Zach Wilson. But following your logic, Doug, and it's not bad logic at, at that, uh, I could definitely mm-hmm. see Fields being the pick there. Tyler, what do you think? I think it's Trey Lance. And for me personally, okay. I just think it fits the Shanahan system very well. Lance's skill set. And I think the thing that sold Shanahan on Lance's skill set was him reading the field. I mean, it, Trey Lance, uh, everybody talked about how he his ability to be able to go from read to read to read quickly. and And he's... And he's smart in that aspect. And Fields, that was kind of the the skepticism on him is he he went first read a ton. And Lance, you know, they showed his film well on his pro day, and it shows how good he is at going from read to read. And I think Shanahan liked that because his is like a quick passing system. It's a yeah, he get the ball guys out open, quick. Though you don't need to make a ton of reads in that Shanahan system. It's I agree, but it's read it through. I, I, in my opinion, like this trade happened, I, I'm 100% sure this trade happened before Zach Wilson's pro day. So I don't it think uh, it, it's either one of two things. They wanted to jump ahead because they knew he was going to have a big pro day and they knew the price would probably go up or they went, they, they kind of figured Lance or Wilson's going to, and they revisited Trey Lance's stuff and we're like, okay, let's do it. Like we're sold on this kid it, we could grow with this kid, and and let's go get him. I think Fields personally is going to fall a bit. Yeah, I you know this interesting part of this move. When I saw this come through, I was like, "This is great news for Tua." Mm-hmm. Like they yeah. they moved out of the three spot that takes them out of really out of any of the top four quarterbacks, in my opinion. They move all the way to twelve, so everyone's celebrating Tua season that he's going to be the guy. Well, in that in that trade, this, they go from yeah. t- you know three to twelve. They get a third rounder in twenty twenty one. Mm. Uh, 2022 and a 2023 first rounder. Yeah, so it's looking Laramie great for Tunsil two there. paying off. Yeah. Uh, so then, all of a sudden, maybe a couple of hours later, not even 
Miami's on the move again. Mm-hmm. They're at number 12. They've got the Niners pick. They make a swap with Tim's Eagles, and they move up to six. The Eagles move down to 12. So now everyone that has Jalen Hurts is like, oh, this is amazing because it takes Philadelphia potentially out of a quarterback at 12. But it brings Miami back up to like, all right, are they going to take a quarterback? I don't think it's going to be the case. I think they're going to stick with Tua. And I think if four quarterbacks go in those top five picks. Four. That I bet it's top four. Atlanta should not it stay. Could be. Atlanta no, should Atlanta not should trade. Value. Yeah. Yes. So let's say there's four quarterbacks in the top four picks. Even the top, well, not top five because we know since he's not taking a quarterback. But this really, Miami, if they wanted Jamar Chase at number three, they should be able to get him potentially at number six or Kyle Pitts or any of those offensive weapons to pair with Tua, and they picked up two first-round picks. Like, that's how you play the game. That's very Bill Belichickian um, with playing the game and moving these draft picks around. So I love it um, for Miami. And if they're going to bring in more talent, stick with Tua, bring in more talent to add to Will Fuller, Devontae Parker, Mike Gusecki, um, and maybe they figure out running back at 18. They still have that pick, I believe that um, they could roll in there and potentially pair Jamar Chase and Najee Harris with Tua, that offense is going to look real good real fast, potentially. Um, so I like that move. Now, Tim, your Eagles, they moved from 6 to 12. What was your initial thoughts on that? Well, my initial thoughts were that directly after the news broke of the San Francisco deal that the Eagles were kind of the, the you know, the team left out of that deal. It seems like the Eagles were also bidding for that third overall pick, uh, which you know, made me sad because they wanted Zach Wilson. I, apparently, yeah, yeah. I man, man, oh man, my my guy in this draft on my team. It would have been great until he was a bust, and then I would have you know been very sad. <laughs> then you would have sworn everyone off. But so the Eagles looked at it as, hey, you know, the guy we really wanted isn't going to be there at six. What's our next biggest hole? There's there's a couple spots there for the Eagles. Uh, safety, defensive back, linebacker. It's, you know, 12 still even very rich for uh, most of those positions. Um, Interior offensive line. So the Eagles were like, well, is it a value for these holes that we got to fill at six or we can trade back, acquire some other assets. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that's the play there. There's still going to be plenty of receivers in play there at 12 as well. Um, Some very talented wide receivers as long as they haven't traded back to the point where they're going to let that Justin Jefferson, well, that Justin Jefferson got by them by their own accord this year, but uh, you know, CD lamb get past them this year. I'll be all right with this trade. So I want to see the Eagles make a smart pick there at 12 and they've collected some other assets in, uh, in this year's draft and next year's draft as well. So hopefully it works out. Tyler, any thoughts on that move from the Miami Philadelphia perspective? So my initial thought was okay, they could go Chase. They could they they wanted a receiver. And if Chase goes to Cincinnati, I could see Pitts going to Miami. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, Tua is going to throw a lot to the middle of the field. And man, oh man, Pitts, Pitts' value goes up. Gesecki, I, I was listening to the podcast, and they even said like Gesecki doesn't put his hand in the ground. Pitts can still. He's not a great blocker, but he's a better blocker than Gasecki because Gasecki doesn't block. Now, they could do the two tight end system. It's a Patriots style, quote, quote unquote, team. They could go a two tight end system. So that could work. And if that's the case, I mean, a lot of people have said if there's one player in this class that could make the Hall of Fame, it's Pitts. Like mm-hmm. that's everybody is saying it. I, if, in my opinion, if Atlanta stays at four, I personally think they go Pitts, and I would like them to trade out. I'd like them to trade with Denver. Denver trade up, get a quarterback like a Fields to help those weapons value just go up because, my God, like <laughs> it can't be Drew Locke, can it? They haven't made a damn move. It can't be Drew Locke. But, man, I'll, my favorite move would be Denver trading up to four, Atlanta trading back, and Atlanta taking J.C. Horn or Patrick Sertain Jr., and just getting that stud corner, and then uh-huh. Denver getting that that quarterback of the future. It, it'd be amazing for fantasy and my real-life team. But for Miami, it, it pretty much puts them in the Devontae Smith, uh, the, the Jamar Chase, or Kyle Pitts lottery. A lot of flexibility there on yep. offense, for sure, if they choose to go that way. So, yeah, so let's uh, update our AFC free agents. We did have some signings since we went over them last week with Tyler and I. 
So I'm just gonna I'm gonna run down the signings, and then I just want you guys to give me any kind of feedback that you want or uh, anything on them. They're nothing. I don't think any of them warrant a lengthy discussion. But um, if you've got any particular player that you want to spill your thoughts on, please feel free to do so. So uh, we had Willie Sneed sign with the Las Vegas Raiders. We had Sammy Watkins wind up with uh, Baltimore. Kind of like that. Demarcus Robinson re-signed a one-year deal with Kansas City. Josh Reynolds to Tennessee. A lot of vacant targets there. That could be nice for fantasy. Chris Conley, your boy, Tim, goes to Houston in that ragtag team they're building there. So weird. Um, Tevin Coleman goes to the Jets. So he's there with the Michael Pirine uh, and a bag of footballs. James White re-signs with the New England Patriots after getting some interest uh, uh, as a free agent. So he's back. And then another one of Tim's boys signed, Matt Breda, off to Buffalo, who I think can com- compete to be a starter there, to be honest. Um, so I want to go with you, Tim, because a couple of your guys signed. What is your initial reactions on some of these guys in the last week for the AFC? I don't love the Breda to Buffalo deal. You know, it's going to be a three, three-headed three backfield now. But yeah, Breda, Breda will probably work in as the number two there um, with the current depth chart, I would assume. Uh, Josh Reynolds going to Tennessee. Uh, have Josh Reynolds on the back end of a ton of rosters. Was yep. that, you know, bye week fill in, hey, in case so-and-so gets injured, I, I still have this guy. Uh, but Josh Reynolds, in his time there with the Rams, has shown when given the opportunity, he can produce on a low level. So mm-hmm. him being probably the number two, at least right now, um, when it comes to the uh, reception packing order, I like that for Josh Reynolds. He's not going to be asked to be something that he's not, and that's being the alpha dog. Uh, but also by him moving out of there, I think uh, one of my guys from last year, Van Jefferson, is going to see the field a little bit more there for the Rams. So I look forward to possibly, uh, you know, I, I know they got Deshaun, but mm-hmm. he's going to have a whole, you know, he's good for a few 24 games, 24 snaps maybe. So before that yeah. hamstring just completely disintegrates. So, uh, yeah, I think Van Jefferson's going to see a little bit more of the field. And I look forward to seeing him produce, hopefully, for fantasy teams. Tyler, what you got on this crop? Yeah, I, I'm with you. I like the Sammy Watkins deal. When I saw that pop up on the ticker, uh, I was like, okay. Are they going to throw uh, more? Okay. I mean, it's going to be Mark Andrews. Hollywood is still going to be around his target share, but Sammy is going to be that that comfort the comfort zone on the outside. I think if he can stay healthy, he, he'll get, I don't know, 80 targets. He'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think they do they throw more. I personally, I do. I think they're going to have to because Greg Roman has been caught as a fraud of being a good offensive coordinator. Because you know what, Greg Roman, I know who you are. I've seen you in Atlanta. And you know what? You did not do Mike Vick justice in the throwing game. You were great designing runs. You were awesome doing that. But you know what? You weren't good at. You weren't good at showing Mike Vick's arm talent and he never progressed as a thrower in that aspect so if greg roman wants to prove he could be a head coach or be anything better than what he is he needs to let lamar be a better thrower and and scheme things for him to be a better thrower so i that's my personal opinion and and greg roman throw the ball to the running back a little bit like force lamar jackson to do that thank you but yeah other than that uh yeah uh, I'm not really excited about much of this. Uh, I, I do think Tennessee drafts a receiver. Personally, I think it could be Agreed. first. I think it could be in the first round because they locked in almost every spot they needed, other than the receiver and free agency. So yeah, that, defensive side of the ball, yeah. they spent some money. They made some signings. Offensive line is in pretty good shape. So yeah, I think it could be a tight end, uh, maybe in like the probably not the first round for Tennessee, but I can see them drafting a guy in the second round and then going after a receiver in the first round for sure. They, I think they need it. No Humphreys, no Janu, no Corey Davis. I mean, Josh Reynolds is a nice player, but I think if they can get a, um, they're going to go Elijah Moore rookie. They're going to go Elijah Moore just because of his big pro day or, or Ronda Moore. Yeah. I mean, that would make a lot of sense for their offense for sure. Um, I actually like James White coming back to the Patriots. Um, you know, they didn't have a pass catcher on the roster with Damian Harris and Sony Michelle. So I think White, you know, he had his worst season that he's had, but Cam was not he great can't, last year. He can't year. throw it to the running back, remember? Cam Newton doesn't throw it to the running back. But I think James White still has a little bit of life in fantasy. Uh, I don't think he's dead. So I, I like him coming back. It would have been great to see him in Tampa. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Tampa's backfield here coming up when we talk about the NFC free agents. But before we do, Tyler, tell me about Viridian Global. Yeah, you can go and you can buy a bunch of different podcasts and websites, T-shirts. 
the the collection is growing to a crazy amount of of you know people that are in this whole entire thing. Yeah, I mean you got True North, you've got us, you got Dynasty Warzone, you got the you know the Destination Devi from Ray. It, it's so much stuff. I mean, I'm going to be sporting a DHH shirt when I'm out at the F Fantasy Expo. I'm going to be I'm going to be wearing Les my Expo. DHH shirt. And then I'm also going to probably wear my Dynasty Warzone one. I love it. It looks like NWO, but it says uh, DWZ. I absolutely love that shirt. Uh, and they're so comfy. And, and, they, and they're like fit perfect to you. And even if you're a little out of shape like I am, they kind of make you look a little ripped. It could be the black, but I think it's the style of shirt. It's very slimming. It's slimming. But yeah, I Vertical I stripes. love the shirts. They 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 have grown so much as a company because at first they they're from Canada, so they had trouble with shipping. Oh. But you know what? Shipping is so cheap now. They got it down to four ninety nine, and that if you guys don't understand the Canadian shipping, that is cheap, and they are definitely giving you a deal with that. So mm-hmm. go to RudyandGlobal.com, check out all the stuff you can. And just go buy it all because there's so much. And and you can even get football player shirts. Boom. Love it. Thank you, Tyler. All right. So let's get into the NFC. We're going to start with the NFC East and work our way through the divisions here. Uh, so let's start with the NFC East. We'll start with the Dallas Cowboys. Now, re- the only notable signing on offense was the re-signing of Dak Prescott. Signed a four-year, $160 million deal. $126 million guaranteed. Dak got paid. We all kind of thought he was going to be back. We've talked about it before. Um, so I don't know if you guys want to throw anything additional with the Dak signing, but that was pretty much it for the Cowboys. Nothing else. No, uh, on all, you mentioned on offense, that is it for the Cowboys. Great signing. I mean, they, they kept the guy around. He deserved the contract. Uh, he's been the best quarterback they've had since Troy Aikman. Take that, Tony Romo. Um, yeah, they also went and got uh, Keanu Neal, linebacker from the uh, – all of the Atlanta safety. Of the safety. Yeah. They pretty much yeah, got Yeah, they got KZ too. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I do like that signing as well, but uh, I don't know what Dallas's cap figure was going into the free agency period, but uh, they didn't spend a whole lot, and especially after you do sign Dak to four years, $160 million, there's not a lot left. Yeah, they restructured a lot of their offensive linemen and stuff, and Dak's deal is actually pretty cap-friendly in year one, so... Um, it's going to be interesting because I mean, having all that money tied up in Dak and Zeke and Amari Cooper, like in that line, they're, they're just kind of kicking the can down the road a little bit, but it's going to catch up to them eventually. Uh, so let's get into the next team who was much more active in free agency. It was the division rival team that finished really hot at the end of the season, especially defensively. So I kind of like what they're doing here for the New York giants, which isn't something that we normally say. Mm-hmm. Um, but they made a, they made a big free agency splash. So they got the number one wide receiver in the market that was available, Kenny Galladay. He signs a four-year, $72 million deal, $40 million fully guaranteed. Now, Galladay is a sneaky older player. He's 27 going on 28. So he's you know he came into the league a little bit older as a prospect. But now you pair Kenny Galladay with Sterling Shepard, who can naturally just stay in the slot. Golden Tate is no longer there. You've got Darius Slayton on the other side. You've got Evan Ingram as your tight end one. And they also did sign Kyle Rudolph, who, you know, they they can use a little bit in this offense, but he's not the Kyle Rudolph fantasy-wise that he was a few years ago. But this offense, and they did sign John Ross. So, you know what? Hey, take a flyer on John Ross. He's fast. Cool. Um, but they are really surrounding Daniel Jones with weapons. Um, so this is very interesting what the New York Giants are doing. Tyler... What was your first thought of Kenny Galladay to the Giants and any other um, comments that you might have on any of these other moves that they made? My initial thought was, okay, maybe. And then you see all the stuff on on how Dana Jones' uh, completion rate down the field on deep balls. It's very good. It was, it was great. And and he does have a nice deep ball. If you've got to give Daniel Jones credit for one thing. He's Deepest got, of balls. I've he's seen got him. nice touch. Beautiful spiral. He's got... He's got <laughs> can't take Doug serious. no he's got he's got great touch mm. on his deep balls and <laughs> okay but no i i think galladay fits well with him and i actually made a trade i i made oh, a trade in a home tell. league i 
I mean, we all, if you guys haven't heard, Claypool got into a little scruffle, a little bar fight. I like Claypool, but I've heard a lot. I've read articles. I've read a lot about his off off the field antics and how Juju's kind of the playful TikTok. And then Antonio Brown was like the head case. Claypool apparently is like not smart when it comes to off the field stuff. Like he gets into a lot of things that are just dumb. He said some things after the season was over that were a little like, okay, you're yes. a rookie. You should probably not be saying these he's, things type of things. Yeah. He's not he's not that smart in like morally like, the, okay, the the I world. shouldn't be saying. Yes. And he got in a bar fight and he kicked somebody in the face, like stomped. And I mean, I didn't want to believe it, but I did. And it's it's going to catch up to him. And if he doesn't stop or slow down. The magic eight ball says. I still like Claypool a lot. But I traded Claypool, Judy, and I got I no I got one ten. It's a ten team league. It's going in the super flex, so quarterbacks will go. Mm-hmm. I got one ten, Galladay, and I got John U. Smith when I had Ertz and Gasecki. So I can okay. I paired the tight ends. I got that deal. I really like it because I think I can get at 110. The 110 in Superflex should get you a nice yes. player. And, and sure. I, I still need a receiver. I still want a young receiver, so 110 should mm-hmm. slot me in at a Devontae Smith probably. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. Yeah, Tim, I, any, I enjoyed it. Any thoughts on the Giants moves? Uh, the Galladay signing makes a lot of sense. Gettleman's doing his best here to uh, tool this team up. We're going to see, you know, this this is essentially going to be Daniel Jones's last year to, to prove it. If, if yeah. he doesn't do it with the tools around him now, they're probably going to be out on the Daniel Jones uh, uh, market anyways. They did um, they did re-sign Leonard Williams, who I think they got from the Jets, if I'm right. Uh, yeah, they traded for they him. They franchised impact, him. Impact defensive lineman. So uh, another good move there for the Giants. Um, and like you said, uh, they went out and, and got themselves some speed as well there at the receiver position. So I'm interested to see how this receiving core shakes out. But yeah, Daniel Jones is officially out of excuses so it's either show. Don't up forget, going. They get Barkley, but they get Barkley back yep. too. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah, an to addition. go with De, to go with Devonte Booker, who <laughs> they signed. Ooh, a Gruden favorite. He lives. He lives, Devonte. But he actually played pretty well last year. Um. So yeah, that was a Booker guy when he came mm-hmm. out. But he's he was older too when he came out. So he's almost like thirty, I think. I and think then they got Mike 30. Lennon. Yeah, and then they got Mike Lennon to they got Mechanek draft boy <laughs> to back up Daniel Jones. Uh, so who can see the so field? Who can really see the field well for Daniel Jones from the sideline? Like, hey, yeah, you know, he's like a human periscope. Yeah, it's, it's like the on on the field cam. You know, when they have him on Sunday nights, they just use him to kind of vulture around. D- Daniel, I'm yep. up here on the second level. Do you want any peanuts while I'm up here? <laughs> uh, the Nate list look alike, Mike Glennon. I love it. All right, let's move on to the Philadelphia Eagles. Quick one. They haven't done anything. They've only signed Joe Flacco, and they made the trade. So I don't think much needs to be said about Joe. It's a one-year deal worth three and a half, fully guaranteed. So it looks like he is going to be the backup for Jalen Hurts. So, I mean, they might. Did, did you hear like we Flacco's actually gave him a press conference? That's and, and my favorite thing about that before before I signed off Twitter until draft, uh, I saw that picture and somebody quoted, "Joe Flacco has seen things that nobody in this world." Has seen, and it was just Joe Flacco's face, <laughs> and just um, how like empty he is. J- Joe said during his, in- uh, you know, during his press conference that they didn't tell me I'm not the starter, so he's going in it. He's just not. Oh, God. He is. He is Smart. more Drew Bledsoe than he is Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's, you know. Oh, for sure. Hey, listen here, young he's- kid. I'm here to take the job. No, you're not. They gave you three million. Shush. Yeah. Um, good. Good try. Uh, they, I mean, we did go get uh, Anthony Harris, safety from the Vikings. That's a great signing for you guys because he is very only, only a five million dollar yeah. deal too. So, yeah, that was nice. We when he signed value, for the franchise, they say. Yeah, he signed for the franchise last year, and I think it was making ten or twelve. Yeah. It's tough to be a safety in the NFL, man. Like all these guys last year, same thing. A lot of safeties were on the market forever and took low, low money yeah. deals to sign. Kids, so it's, kids, it's if tough. you want to play a position, don't play safety <laughs> or running back. Well, running back, yeah, don't. <laughs> Just don't. All right, let's move on to the Washington football team who made a lot of moves on offense. So the first thing they went out and did is they signed Ryan Patrick, Ryan Patrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> even, 
to a one-year $10 million deal with a max value of $12 million. He's likely to be the starter. Swing I don't it. see them doing any other moves here. Uh, and I love it for the Washington football team. I love it for Terry McLaurin. I love it for Logan Thomas. I love it for Curtis Samuel, who they signed a three-year deal worth $34.5 million. They added Adam Humphreys to play that Trey Quinn role. All right, you can laugh. Cue the laugh track. Uh, and they re-signed Lamar Miller. Cool. Um, but really, for me, it was all about Fitzpatrick and what that means to the offense. I love it for McLaurin. I love it for Thomas. I love it for Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin were college roommates, so there's that narrative, which is going to be fun. Um, so they're going to be playing together. I think that the Washington football team probably drafts a receiver as well. Unless they like what they have in Antonio Gandy-Golden, I think they need um, that bigger body type of guy. So I would not be surprised if they draft a receiver in the first couple of rounds um, for Washington. But overall, I really love, love what they did in the offseason. Tyler, what do you think about Washington football team? Are you trying to buy Fitzpatrick and Superflex? And do you like this spot for Curtis Samuel? Uh, Fitz Fitzpatrick and Superflex is great. I mean, he's a mm-hmm. great quarterback three for your team. Uh, he's that if you have perfect. two, if you have two good quarterbacks, he's a perfect three for when you need a spot start. Or even if he's got a, be- a great matchup, you could probably Match-ups. throw him in over some of your starting quarterbacks. And Samuel, uh, Doug, you know that I'm all about Samuel and Washington. I actually made a trade in the same league. I made a trade for the holiday trade. I uh, it's going to be a Superflex. I gave up Darnold. And a future, I think it was a future second, second uh, 2023 for Curtis Samuel. And I'm more than happy with it because I'm set at quarterback. I needed receiver and I was more than happy doing that. Samuel, I think the boost is there. If if Ron Rivera wanted uh, a clone of DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. I mean, and he knows Curtis got, Samuel. Yeah. He coached him. So yeah, he's, I just love the speed of the Washington offense mm-hmm. all of a sudden. You've got Curtis Samuel. You've got Terry McLaurin. You've got Antonio Gibson. I'm really liking what they're building. I mean, they could, for, from a speed standpoint, compete with a lot of teams in the NFL. Absolutely. Um, and we all know that their defense is one of the best in the league yeah. already. So now they're they're kind of picking it up on the offensive side of the ball, which is awesome. Um, Tim, any thoughts on Washington? Uh, as long as Fitzpatrick has, you know, better than 50% of his games being the good Ryan Fitzpatrick, Washington's going to be mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of games this year. They're going the route of today's NFL, that more and more uh, amoeba-style offense, the positionless football. They can do a lot of things with Curtis Samuel. They can do a lot of things, uh, you know, uh, with Terry McLaurin. Uh, Gibson, they can do a lot of things with a lot of these guys. So it'll be fun to see what this Washington offense cooks up next year with all these different weapons and how they can actually uh, utilize them in, in different positions on the field and in the lineup. I also, I also want to say JD McKissick for everybody. He played receiver in college, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. running back. So he's also another chess piece yeah. they could move around. He was a QB or a QB. He was an RB two for a good long stretch this last season. So. A lot of it's because there was a lot of running back injuries, but it still happened. Uh, all right, let's get to the NFC North where we've got a new quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Are you guys pumped? Um, let's go. Don't, you I mean, better not make did, fun of them. Did you, did I'm you see right here. that the Bears Twitter put out QB1? QB1. I QB1. Mean, they're one. trolling Andy, their own fan base. Andy Dalltown, he is the he signed a one-year $10 million deal, max value of 13, with incentives to be the Chicago Bears QB1. Did you know the fun fact of the week I saw on Twitter is that the the Bears haven't had a four thousand yard passer since like nineteen thirty something or twenty something? Is that accurate? I could have sworn Jay Cutler had a four thousand yard year with Marshall and Jeffrey. Mm, I don't know. Maybe it was in Jeff. Maybe it was in Denver. I got to call the research department on that one. Uh, So they they signed Andy Dalton. They signed Damian Williams, who the Kansas City Chiefs let go. And now everyone's panicking about Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery. I, I say slow down a little bit. Uh, and then they, Allen Robinson got David the David Montgomery tag. doesn't need to slow down any more than he already is. That's Ooh. true. Uh, Allen Robinson signed the franchise tag, so he will be back on uh, the Bears for at least one more year. I kind of like Andy Dalton with Allen Robinson. Is Andy Dalton Allen Robinson's he, best quarterback he's ever played with so far? Yes. That is sad. As of right now, good yes. Luck. Get him a good quarterback. You know what? Okay, I'm going to step in here. I might even let Doug choose. Andy Dalton is a good quarterback. He's not great. He's good. He's good at what he needs to do. And if He's you not terrible. If you put him in the right position to succeed, like if people love Ryan Fitzpatrick. Andy Dalton 
is like Ryan Fitzpatrick, probably no. just a little more no. tempted. He's no. not as a little he's more not a D gap. He doesn't say he's more he's a Ryan Fitzpatrick he's will safer. go out there and throw that fastball into the tightest of windows because he just at the end of the day he I think it doesn't really matter. Dalton won't pull no. the trigger. The, they got the same Andy number, Dal- so Andy they're Dalton, the same player. Andy Dalton succeeded <laughs> in Cincinnati when the rest of the team was superior. When the so, when the team around him is not superior, Andy Dalton is a below level quarterback. I I am biased because Andy Dalton won me a title two years ago. I mean, he had that fifty one point game, so he he won me multiple championships that year. But you know what? Andy Dalton is just fine for the Bears who want to run the ball. Mm-hmm. He it's a quick offense. They want to get the ball out quick, and that's what he can do. Well, and you know what else? Like three can, and outs, and they're punting the ball. And you know what else he can do? He can get the ball to a number one receiver, which he proved to be able to do AJ with AJ Green. Green. So that, and honestly, wheels up for Cole Komet because we all saw what Dalton did with yeah. uh, Tyler Eifert. And you know who's a lot like Tyler Eifert? Cole Komet. Mm-hmm. Love me some Cole Komet. I love that take. Other than that, yeah, those are the notable signings. Damian Williams, does he have anything left in the tank? He might not even make the team. Um, I still like Damian Williams as a player, but I think people are over. Uh, overanalyzing the move. Yeah. I mean, Tariq Cohen signed a long-term deal. I know he's coming off injury. David Montgomery seems to be their guy. So I think Damian Williams is just a depth play because last year, after Montgomery, yeah, they didn't nothing. have anyone that was any good. So also, I think Damian Williams, he's the he's the RB3 on this team. I wouldn't panic. Take, take two for the Dalton thing. Chicago's offensive line, second part of the season, showed out well. They played a lot better. If they can protect Andy Dalton, which is the key, if you can give him time... Dalton can succeed. So if the line is still as good as they were, like the the later part of the season, I think Dalton can succeed. And he's right in that Fitzpatrick territory for quarterback in Superflex. Like he's a good quarterback three for your team to to fill. I think Fitzpatrick has more upside, but Dalton mm-hmm. Dalton's gonna have that week where he has four touchdowns, three hundred yards, and. People are sitting here like, oh, well, I, I should have started him. Well, you know what? Well, he does play the Lions twice a year, so. That is very, but I mean, is he going to keep his kneecaps then? Oh, they might just chew him off. Yeah. So, so let's go to the Lions. So they they trade for Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Um, they trade away Matthew Stafford. They bring in Jared Goff. He restructures his deal after free agency started, which made no sense to me. Like after all the big free agents are gone, like, hey, let's free up $15 million in cap. Like, what are you doing? Uh, anywho, they signed Jamal Williams for a two-year deal worth up to $7.5 million. Solid signing um, to probably re- replace Adrian Peterson mm-hmm. on the roster, I would think. Um, so now they've got DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, on Johnson is still there. Uh, Brashad Perryman signs a one-year $3 million deal. Cool. I think Brashad Perryman still has some, some gas left in the tank. They signed Terrell Williams after he gets cut by the um, Las Vegas Raiders on a one-year $4.7 million deal. And then they have Quintez Cephas. So Detroit's going to draft a wide receiver, right? They absolutely Is that should. what we're thinking? You think they'd have to. Otherwise, uh, I mean, otherwise what, it is spend whatever you have to spend to get Hawkinson. So my guess, my guess hmm. is Houston and Detroit were just staring at each other like, you want to see this move? Here you go. Yeah. yeah. You want to sign this journeyman? No, we're going to sign this we got journeyman. Brashad you want Josh Hill? No, we got and then, Josh and then Hill. You they, want Tim Boyle? Nope, the, he's on our team. They signed... They signed uh, Tyrell Williams, and Houston's just like mind blown. Like, I didn't even know he was a free agent. What are we thinking? Uh, stupid. Let's go get Chris Conley. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get too far into these Detroit moves. I don't think Jamal Williams really impacts DeAndre Swift, but Williams is a reliable player when he did play. He showed that he can handle the workload when he took over for Aaron Jones. And Jamal Williams was fantasy relevant multiple times um, throughout his Green Bay career. So, um, yeah, I like it. Real interesting. I, I don't mind the move at all. He's a great he's a great blocker too. Um, so that should help Jared Goff. Cool. If he's got anyone to throw to other than Hawkinson. Just Detroit looking like they're do, a little bit of a restructuring in the team. So Does Quintus they're gonna be bad. will pay off this year. I hope so. Hey, he's got he's the only guy with experience in the offense other than Hawkinson. So yeah, and, and so you be paid interesting next to see what happens to there. Last year, so. Yep. All right, let's move on to the Green Bay Packers. We've talked about Aaron Jones re-signing his four-year contract worth $48 million. So Aaron Jones got paid. Loving that. Uh, they re-signed to Mercedes Lewis to a two-year $8 million deal. I know he's a great yeah, blocker, that one, but... that one kind of blew me away a little bit. $4 million bucks a year? Like, yeah. dang. All right, cool. 
Um, those are the they've only had three signings, and those were two of them. So Kevin King comes back, yay. Um, so I don't want to talk about Aaron Jones too much. He's still an RB one for me. Love it there. It's going to be him and AJ Dillon. They'll probably draft a running back in the middle rounds too. I would think um, second round. What's his name? Because they're what's really his name? Good. The kid from Dexter Williams. He ain't it. Um, no. Sorry, Tyler. I know you liked him. So let's get to Tyler's team here. Minnesota Vikings, another team that was pretty quiet in free agency because they didn't have a lot of salary cap. They went out and spent most of it on Patrick Peterson, yeah. um, which is, a, I think, a decent signing for them. Really, it's uh, Chad Beebe and Amir Abdullah. Cool, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, we can move on. Let's, <laughs> yeah, we'll go, to the Atlanta, we'll go to the Atlanta Falcons, Tyler's other team, their only notable signing, other than Lee Smith, who's been in the league forever, just the classic blocking tight end who's going to play 15 years in the league. Started as a Patriot. He's been a Bill. He's been a Raider. He's, such, he's been all over the map. Such an Arthur Smith signing for what he wants to do. Yeah. Um, so they signed Mike Davis. Now, this is one of the hot landing spots for a running back because Todd Gurley's a free agent. Remember him, guys, yeah. when he was in the league? Three years ago. He might not even he might not even be in yeah. the league, which is crazy to me. Three, three he's 26 years, years RB1 old. RB1 in Dynasty. So potentially out of the league. Potentially nothing. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. So running they, back suck. <laughs> in Dynasty. Yeah, especially in Dynasty. Uh, yeah, I'm looking to trade McCaffrey on all my teams after this year, I think. Um, maybe even before. But anyway, that's another. That's a story for another day. But it's Ito Smith. They had Brian Hill. They've got Kadri Olison, um, who's got larger legs than A.J. Dillon. And so they signed Mike Davis to a two-year, $5.5 million deal. So $3 million guaranteed. Mike Davis filled in very admirably for Christian McCaffrey last year, caught 70 passes, had a numerous RB1 weeks, especially early in the season, and I think finished as an RB2 last year. So, Tyler, this is your team, the Falcons. I know Mike Davis lands there now. Is they, Are they a team that's hot to draft a running back yes. to compete for that starting Yes, job? and uh, if I had to put a player on it, it's Etienne, if he makes it out of the first round, or mm-hmm. I think the hot ticket is Javante Williams and Javante Williams. I would like that the most Javante Williams in this early second round, I think is the, the money landing spot and the money pick. If that happens, Ooh, good Lord. I, I'm going to, people faint. already love Javante yes. Williams. So, and, yeah. and, and I mean, that's just going to boost his stock because he's going to be the guy. I bet if that's the case, Mike Davis will, being every other third down type thing, uh, but Javante is going to be the guy. Man, Atlanta, they they didn't have much money, and this is a great landing or a great spot for them. Mm-hmm. And with the money they had, they definitely kind of filled the spot perfectly because it's a it's an RB two for their team. It still gives them the opportunity to draft a running back, and yeah, it's just Todd Gurley. Man, what if you didn't get out last year when he was with Atlanta? Yeah, it's crazy that like Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, like they might not even be in the league anymore. Yeah, so hey, just goes to show like hey, you can have elite years at running back and then the wheels fall off mad quick. All right, let's move on to the Carolina Panthers, another team that was really quiet in free agency. The only two moves uh, for offensive skill positions were Dan Arnold, cool, take away all my Ian Thomas non targets, love it. Um, and David Moore signed a two-year deal, $4.75 million. I kind of like this signing. They lose Curtis Samuel. David Moore is sneaky good sometimes for the Seattle Seahawks in his career there. You know why this um, sucks? You know the, why? People are going to draft. now two D-Moors. People are going to draft <laughs> the wrong Moore in your redraft leagues. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. That's going to be elite. They'll just be D-Moore, so, and they'll be like, oh. It's going to be so good. It's like the Adrian Peterson, Adrian Peterson debacle. It's going to be the Scott Fishbowl. Someone's going to do it. Yeah, yeah, easily. For sure. Out of all those teams, however many it is this year, 1,400 or whatever it is, it'll happen at least once. Mm. Hopefully no one drafts Mark, Matt Barkley in the first round this year on a dare. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, David Moore, cool. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think this is a terrible landing spot. Maybe he's hanging around and you want to take a flyer on him. He should be their wide receiver three, mm-hmm. I would think, um, unless they draft uh, a rookie wide receiver. But it looks like they're really focusing on the defensive side of the ball um, with some of their signings. They signed Denzel Perryman, Hassan Reddick, um, and guys like that. And they did sign your boy Pat Elfeline to a three-year deal, Tyler. So they're working on that offensive line He's as well. He's definitely not my boy, and he, he did I, I not was, play that well. That was called sarcasm. <laughs> he did not play well for us. Yeah, I know. All right, let's move on to the New Orleans Saints, another team that was pretty quiet. 
again, they didn't have a ton of money. We all know they signed Taysom Hill to that fake deal, whatever. Um, they re-signed Ty Montgomery to a one-year deal. Cool. Uh, and then Jameis. So Jameis, I think, is going to be the starter there. He re-signed a one-year, $5.5 million deal, $4.5 million signing bonus, $1 million fully guaranteed, max value of 12 and a half with incentives. It's hard for me to believe that Taysom Hill is going to be the starter for this team. I think it's going to be Jameis. I think that he's in a he's in great shape. He had a year under Drew Brees' wing. Um, I want it to be Jameis because I think he's the best fit for fantasy purposes for Alvin Kamara and for Michael Thomas and Traquan Smith and whoever else they might bring in because I think they might be in the receiver market too because they need some help there as well. So, Tim, Jameis, is he a guy that you're trying to – then maybe you got him on some rosters that you're trying to acquire because right now, until he's named the starter, I feel that he's kind of inexpensive in your super flex leagues. Yeah, this is that speculation with the high upside. Uh, go out and pay the low price now and reap the rewards later. Um, you know, I, I completely agree. I think he's going to be the guy week one that's, that's behind center for the Saints. Uh, personally, I think Taysom Hill uh, is going to look great in that, uh, in that Detroit Lions backfield here in a couple years because – He's just that, you know, they want to go and bite off people's uh, kneecaps. I think Taysom Hill's the exact quarterback for a team like that. Uh, but, yeah, that, that that funny money contract is telling me that they they did it as like a more of a show. Hey, buddy, you know, we like you. We're going to put this big number behind your name so you can tell everybody. But really, there's no way he's going to see any of that money. Uh, so so Jameis is the one that's actually getting paid. Jameis should be the starter. Um but, yeah, they were coming into the offseason with some cap issues to begin with. So uh, the fact they even got both these guys locked down kind of surprises me. Yeah, Tyler, I know you you like Jameis. So what's your what's your thoughts on this? I mean, he, he's still a good buy for Superflex and even one quarterback leagues. If he's your quarterback, two and one quarterback leagues, that's that's a perfect scenario. He's yep. he's definitely the best person you want for your Michael Thomas shares, even Evan Kamara. Uh, Adam Troutman shares skyrocket up because they have no yep. money and they can't sign a tight end, and he's going. Yeah, to Josh start. Hill's gone. Yeah, yeah. So Troutman so, is and, a and sneaky Jared Cook, buy. Obviously. Yeah, I like Troutman a lot. You know, good prospect profile Ooh. coming out last year. All right, let's better move go on to fishing the Bo- for <laughs> Troutman. A trout man. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the, the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, this is going to be the first team, I think, maybe in so many years or maybe the modern era, that is returning all 22 starters. Offense, defense, they brought the whole band back just like Tom Brady wanted. They just signed Leonard Fournette this week. One-year deal worth $3.25 million with a max value of $4 million. So he's going to come in and share the load with Ronald Jones again. Sorry for... Um, those uh what's his face there the rookie Keyshawn uh, Vaughn last year. sorry Tim yeah that's his name sorry Tim so you're gonna have, <laughs> you're gonna have to wait a year on Keyshawn Vaughn it looks like but they brought Godwin back on the franchise tag they re-signed Gronk to a one-year eight million dollar deal and then they brought every all their notable defensive players back um yeah so I, I you know Tampa finished as the hottest team in the league down the stretch and I don't think they're gonna miss a beat next year you're gonna have another offseason all these guys played together like if you're a win now team go get Tom Brady Go get Gronk. Even cheap. if you're a rebuilding team, go get Tom Brady because he's going to be. He's going to be in the like league for another ten years. years anyway. Yeah. Um. You know, it's going to be interesting. So they still have Gronk. They still have OJ Howard. I think Cameron Brate's a free agent. Um. So, you know, OJ Howard coming off the injury is really interesting. I would have liked that Gronk not to resign, but we kind of all knew that was going to happen just because of him, him and um, Tom. But I guess the Bills did call him. Um. You know, he's from that area in upstate New York, so the Bills flirted with him a little bit, but he went back to sign with the Bucks. So I'm really interested in O.J. Howard. I'm still buying him for cheap when I can in Dynasty. Uh, but I like this move for everyone involved. Tyler, what do you think about the Bucks bringing the band back? Yeah, uh, it's insane that they were able to actually sign everybody. And mm. it it just kind of... Even the kicker. It just kind of goes to tell you like how much power Tom Brady has in this league. He's the yep. best quarterback to ever play. And if you want him to be happy, you got to kind of... Get him what he wants, and he got what he wants. I was shocked Leonard Fournette yeah, Muhammad back. Sanu doesn't doesn't help Tom Brady. Yeah, he got that bill. A second round for Muhammad Sanu isn't going to do the trick. Uh, but yeah, it's it's insane. And like you said, I I can't see them skipping a beat. My only question nope. is, when do the Patriots play them? Do you think it's going to be Week One? 
I think they're set to play in Gillette, so it won't be week one. Okay. Yeah, it's it's up here that they're playing them. So Tom Brady's coming that back. That is going to be fantastic. <laughs> oh, that is going to be that's like super high mega ratings week. Yeah, I think it's a Sunday night. I think it's a Sunday night football game. I don't think it's Monday night, but if even if it is, it's going to be it's going to be must see TV. Yes. So I'm going to love it. Tim, any thoughts on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before we move on to the NFC West? Like you said, it's kind of unprecedented. They got everybody back. Um, Antonio Brown, I think, is he and Braid are the only two offensive players that didn't uh, resign. Yep. As of and Brown still yeah, can come back on a cheap deal. No one's really interested, it seems. <clears throat> so, so. Um, you, you saw it there the first half of the season. The the Bucks were still trying to find themselves, and and it was, I don't know, maybe maybe it was a. a Second week of the playoffs, you see Tom hit, I, I want to say it was like Scotty Miller, the, the fourth or fifth receiving option on the team in stride, you know, 30, right before the 35, half. 40 yards down the field over the shoulder. And I'm like, Tom's finally got all the reps he's needed. He's locked in with all of these players. And that's all it was, is Tom just needed to get enough reps with all the guys. And once he's hitting that fifth receiving option in stride, 40 yards down the field, it's like, oh, that's it. Tom's going to get it. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be they're gonna be the team to beat. That is for sure. And also, if they yeah. don't re-sign Antonio Brown, Tyler Johnson is still a very cheap target yes. to go out and acquire. Yes. He, he yes. can play yes. that. He him and between him and Scotty Miller, they can play that wide receiver yeah. three role if they need him. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's move on to the NFC West. The Arizona Cardinals didn't make many moves, um, especially at the running back position. So Kenyon Drake signs with the Las Vegas Raiders. So as of right now, it's Chase Edmonds and Eno Benjamin are the two top guys. I think that they'll probably draft a running back here. Um, so that's a – or they'll get one of these guys that hasn't signed yet as a, from a veteran standpoint that can come in um, and maybe compete. I don't think Chase Edmonds is a three-down guy. I do like his skill set, but I just don't think he's the guy to handle the ball 250 times, to be honest. Um, but they did go out and sign A.J. Green. So base value of $6 million, I think it's a max value up to $8 million – um, and then they traded for Rodney Hudson. So if you, whoever is the running back over there, um, they've done some things to increase the line. So that should help. But AJ green. So Larry Fitzgerald is a free agent. He hasn't been re-signed yet. So to me, you're going to have AJ green, Deandre Hopkins, and hopefully Christian Kirk is going to pop in and out of the slot, um, as much as he can, because I think Christian Kirk in the slot is really where he was meant to play in the NFL and he's kind of been forced on the outside because of Larry Fitzgerald's presence. So I think Christian Kirk could have a um, huge season in terms of him, like bigger than he's seen before, if he plays in the slot for Arizona. So, Tim, A.J. Green, does he have anything left? And do you like this move for Christian Kirk? I like the move for Christian Kirk. A.J. Green, I do believe, is done at this point. Um, I hmm. did want to take this moment right now, though, to say thank you very much to Mr. Larry Fitzgerald. It has been amazing to watch your career. You've been a fantastic football player. Even these past few years when you have been a fantasy stud, you've always been a great player just to have on your roster because you're the type of player everybody always roots for. So uh, Larry Fitzgerald, it doesn't look like you're going to uh, be back in the league next year. So if this is where it ends, thank you for uh, being that player we could all root for. Absolutely elite. Tyler, what do you think about this Arizona Cardinals offense with A.J. Green? So the, the Arizona wide receiver core reminds me of that dynasty team that has all the receivers that were good like three years ago. Like, oh, man, I got A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, and Christian Kirk. Well, Hopkins is yeah, still Hopkins. good. Well, he, Hopkins, like, peaked three years ago. Like, that was his, like, oh, damn, Hopkins is a stud elite. He's still young. Now Hopkins is getting to the point where people are, you know, oh, he's 30 almost. Oh, it's only 1,400 yeah. yards and six touchdowns. Oh. Exactly. Exactly. He's just terrible. They're a Julio Jones player away from being, like, the the underhyped old man wide receiver core. <laughs> and and I do think A.J. Green still has fantasy value left. Is it going to be a wide receiver two probably not it'll be a probably no. wide receiver three or four uh, spot start type position but i do like this for christian kirk and i'm going to echo the same things that tim said with larry fitzgerald i absolutely love yeah i loved watching this dude play i would love for minnesota to actually sign him and let him end his career one last year in minnesota and let him kind of and his journey where he started it being the ball boy for the Minnesota Vikings. Mm -hmm. And I, we could use a guy like him. 
we could definitely use a a kind yeah, of possession sure. receiver by Jeff with Jefferson and Thielen. Mm-hmm. I would also like the Arizona Cardinals to draft a tight end, an athletic one in the draft. That would be great. They have one. They could put uh, the the linebacker they drafted. They could they could play him at t- a tight end. Uh, Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, he's he, he's he could sure he could pretty much do anything that Pitts can do except catch maybe. But <laughs> that's yeah. true. Stonehands Johnson. All right, let's get on to the Los Angeles Rams. We talked a little bit about the Jared Goff trade earlier. Matt Stafford goes to the L.A. Rams. They've been quiet. Again, not a team with a lot of cap room. They re-signed Leonard Floyd, who was awesome for them last year, to a big deal. And then they signed Deshaun Jackson to a one-year, $4.5 million deal because speed, vertical speed, is something they're lacking in that offense. Obviously, we know they have Robert Woods. They have Cooper Cup. Uh, They lost Gerald Everett. They bring in Deshaun Jackson. um, And then they have Van Jefferson, who's not a speedster, more of a technician. Uh, So I like this fit for Deshaun Jackson. If you got him at the end of your dynasty rosters, I think you... You might still get some serviceable weeks out of him for when he is healthy, like Tim alluded to earlier. And I do like this move for Matt Stafford because he's got Cam Akers now in the backfield. He's got Tyler Higby. He goes into a spot with a better Mm -hmm. offense right off the bat. Um, So I do like Matt Stafford. If you were to trade in Superflex for Matt Stafford, Tim, what would you give up? For Matt Stafford, I would give up. uh, If we're talking 12-team league, i give the 12th pick for Matt Stafford. Okay, what about you, Tyler? If it was a first round pick and I needed a quarterback, I'd probably give up one oh two. Really? Yeah. It's just okay, well if you're a competing team and you happen to have one oh two, it's different if you're rebuilding. But if you're a competing team, I mean I would rather have him over Justin F- or uh, over Zach Wilson. I'd rather have him over over Trey Lance. Everybody but Trevor Lawrence at quarterback, I'd rather have Stafford. Because he's proven, he's still probably got five years, and if you're competing, playing that, you know, three year window, the three year window is kind of what you're playing in. Because I'm gonna tell you what, you sit here and you say, "Oh man, that 2023 first, you know, that that year is gonna be the year I win." A lot can happen from now to then. I mean, COVID pretty much proved that. Mm-hmm. So e- e- leagues can fold, and you could sit there and you could have tw- like. 12 first round picks in two years and they aren't going to make a difference when the league is folded. So if you are wanting to compute or even in the mix to compete, yeah, 102 is where I'd go with Stafford. Okay. All right, let's move on to the San Francisco 49ers. Another team that didn't make a ton of offensive skill position moves, but I still want to talk about it. Kyle Juszczyk resigns. Cool. We like Kyle Juszczyk. He's blocks. He's fun. The juice. Uh, Mohamed Sanu signs a one-year deal. Cool. Mm. Um, but they did ink Trent Williams and Alex Mack yeah. for that offensive line, which is huge. So at running back position now for the San Francisco 49ers, who do we got? We got Raheem Mostert. McKinnon is a free agent. We've got um, Jermichael Hasty and Jeff. Jeffrey Wilson. My name's Jeff. My name's Jeff. <laughs> Jeff Wilson. I could see the Niners as a team that um, drafts a running back. And I think if they do, depending on the draft stock of said running back, they could shoot up the boards in your rookie drafts because I think San Francisco is a great spot, kind of like Joe Williams. Remember him? I will tell you something. If Travis Etienne lands in San Francisco, Ooh. I am going to probably draft him. I don't, I don't see <laughs> that would be. That's almost middle of the second round. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be pick, a great fit. It'd be an amazing fit. But yeah, like Tim said, it, they'd have to trade up and they yeah. gave up a lot of future. Yeah, to move, to up. move from 12 Gain, to 3. Gainwell yeah. might be there. Uh, Ooh, that'd be a good one. But Michael Carter. They're more, they're, the, the thing with their running back style, like a Chuba Hubbard would be a perfect yeah. fit for their offense because mm-hmm. it's a one cut and go. And Chuba has Olympic speed. And that. Yeah, any I think, of these guys that we're talking about were probably like third round rookies. I think if any of those guys go to San Francisco, they're going to jump up. Yeah, Chuba will be a first drafts. round pick if he lands in San Francisco. Not uh, Probably not really? for me, but for other people, I, I bet he does. Just because yeah, of landing That's a spot. touch rich. I'd say 14, 15 <laughs> area for Chuba there. Yeah, like mid-second. Yeah. Like early I was talking to 14, sure, but, 16 team league team. Uh, gotcha. You didn't got, know that. I got you. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, okay. I'm with you then. Good, good cover. Absolutely good cover. with you. <laughs> Yeah, so I like what San Francisco's done on the offensive line. It'll be interesting to see what they do at the running back position. They're pretty set at wide receiver, mm-hmm. I think, although they could probably add some depth. They did lose Kendrick Bourne. Nikhil Harry. To the Patriots. 
you know, he's been rumored to Washington recently. Why? Why Could not Nikhil Harry? And hey, why doesn't he go to Jimmy, Arizona and play Jimmy Garoppolo? For Jimmy Garoppolo, send Nikhil Harry and like a third for Jimmy G. I still think the Pats want Jimmy G. I just don't know if it's going to be this year. I think they might wait till next year. So we'll see. Anyway, another another conversation for another time. Let's finish this thing up with the Seattle Seahawks. They re-signed Chris Carson, two-year, $14 million deal. So I think we like that. Yeah. I think that was the best fit for him to stay there. Question. They also did go out. For both you know? of you. What? I, Why, you I have a, Why can't you wait till I'm done? Why can't I talk about because, Gerald Everett? And because be it's like, part hey. of the Chris Carson talk. Okay, Chris Carson. I got offered a trade. What would you guys do for Chris Carson? He resigned. I'm a running back needy team. It's a 12-team league. It's a single quarterback. 209 for Chris Carson. Yes. Uh, G- Gerald Everett straight up. What? That, God, he's so stubborn, Tim. But no, so 209? Yeah, 209 for Chris Carson. Yeah. I mean, I feel that I would I would want a mid-second rounder. No, I'm talking I'm getting Chris Carson. Oh, yeah. then pay the 209? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would do that. Okay. Okay, okay. I think the 209 is going to be a little bit of a semi-dead spot. Possibly, unless you hit on yeah, like you're, you're hoping, a player. Yeah, you're hoping yeah. for a Gainwell to fall uh, Jamar Jefferson type running back, which would be another great landing spot for San Francisco, by the way. Uh, that, that type True. of player in at the 209. Yeah, I'd take I'd take Chris Carson. I'd take Chris Carson. Okay. I'm writing that, this down. That range. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and then uh, they they went out and signed Gerald Everett for a one-year deal worth up to 7 million. The most important part here is that uh the I believe the C- Seattle Seahawks offensive coordinator is was the tight ends coach for the Rams. Mm-hmm. So this could mean big things for Gerald Everett. I know they have Will Disley there. Cool. Jacob Hollister moved on. Greg Olson officially retired, I think. Um, but I love this for Gerald Everett to be paired with Russell Wilson. He's one of those athletic tight ends in that 2017 class um, that you know showed that he has potential with the Rams. I really love this signing. I think it's a low-key, sneaky signing to get Gerald Everett on the Seahawks. And then really the Seahawks focused on their offensive line, then brought back a couple of their defensive players. But So they're not really concentrating on the offensive side of the football from a skill position. I think that they could be a team that sign- – that, um, drafts a wide receiver as well. You, we all know they have DK. Tyler Lockett's not exactly yeah, a spring chicken. Um, and they lost David Moore, who was a solid wide receiver three there. I know they have Freddie Swain, who I think had one or two decent yeah, games in fantasy. So He did. So maybe we see what he's got. But I think that they could be a team that drafts a wide receiver as well. So I'd keep an eye on that. Tim, uh, any thoughts on Carson or Everett before we take it on home? No, I mean, you, you, you're, right, you're right there. You're hitting the nail on the head with uh, Everett. Uh, the teams had these upside tight ends for probably, it seems like, the past seven years now. It's it's really been about probably the I past know. three. But none of these guys could ever stay healthy or stay consistent. So if Everett can do those things, I think Everett's going to be a great fit here, um, you know, for, for the Seahawks. Um, you talked about it with the, with the receivers they have. They can stretch the field, that's for sure, which would leave that void in the middle of the field for Everett to uh, thrive, hopefully. Uh, but... Just some, just some more thoughts on Carson. Hopefully, push Tyler over the edge on this trade. Potentially, uh, had the down year last year with only 681 yards, but had the 4.8 yard average, best of his career so far. Showed he can go over a thousand yards with doing it the past two. Active seasons. in the passing game, 37 too. receptions in the past two seasons as well. Tyler, he's a great value at 209. So go yeah, he just needs to stay off. healthy. Like man. Hey, I love his running style, but that running style is definitely aggressive. Yeah, he played 14 I already, and 18, played 15 in, in 2019, and then only 12 last year. So if he if he can for, put together another 15 yard, uh, 15 games this year, he's going to get you over 1,000 yards on the ground. He's going to catch For everybody wondering, the deal has been accepted. There you, talk, there you go. Nice. So uh, uh, quick question, because it looks like Rashad Penny is going to be the backup to Chris Carson. Any fantasy value whatsoever? Is he a guy that you would throw out like a try to throw out a fourth rounder to acquire? At this point, I would want to see Penny in the preseason with with okay. his injury. But just a, with his injury, a speculative fourth rounder. A fourth you rounder, yes. Try to get him yes, on your I would roster. pay a fourth rounder okay. because I mean he was going in the first round. But two, yeah, he was the one hundred two. Yeah, and there were people yes. taking him at one hundred two. I would pay a fourth rounder yeah. at this point for him. I would okay. desperately want to see him in the preseason. I'd want to see him move. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm still. Tyler, what do you think about Penny? I'm actually still buying DJ Dallas. I love DJ Dallas' skill set. I would pay a 
slate second for DJ Dallas right now. I think he's the backup. So, so Travis Homer is dead is what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, Travis Homer's fine. He's the straight line type guy. DJ Dallas, I still think, is the the dude all. I know his his yards per carry weren't great, but, man, that Seattle offensive line, ass Russell Wilson, was not great. <laughs> it's gonna, not great, That's going to be some um, awkward conversations. Going awkward. Back to, uh... It's going to be so awkward. Hey, guys, I was kidding. No, seriously, <laughs> it was all a joke. Sierra told my, my me to say told it. told me to say those things. Yeah. It really isn't how I feel. Sierra said it'd yeah. be super funny, but I told her you guys wouldn't get it. Am I right? Yeah. What were they saying to Goodell in the box there at the Super Bowl? That's what I want to know. <laughs> be a fly on the wall. All right. Well, that is going to wrap us up for our NFC free agent tour. We'll get you any other signings next week when we come back. So make sure you check out trophysmack.com. Use code DHHRING. And check out Viridian Global for all your threads needs for your fantasy podcast. We want to see you wearing those shirts at the Midwest Expo if you're going to attend. And we'll immediately sign it. I've got a silver Sharpie and a black Sharpie, one in each year, just signing shirts. Tim signs and in right. Crayon. He does. <laughs> also eat those. And he writes backwards. It's weird. Um, so, yeah. So, make sure you check out Viridian Global as well. Tim, it was great to have you back this week. I'm glad you're happy. I'm glad you're healthy. Uh, and hopefully I'll be able to say the same thing after mine. Um, and Tyler, of course, it's always a pleasure kind of to have you on. Um, so for Tim, for Tyler, I've been your host, Doug. This has been the Dynasty Happy Hour. <laughs>